to Luke chapter 14 this evening. We're going to have a different than normal service tonight. And uh, we are going to prep ourselves for Missions Jubilee. Um, I, the older I get, the more I find myself wanting to be better prepared for anything I do, whether it's a church service, um, an act, a meeting that I have, or even some of the, the fun side business things I do. I just I have a, a meeting tomorrow with, with somebody about uh, a global opportunity to reach deaf people, and I've been prepping myself for that. And I think a lot of times we don't get prepared like we should uh, for, for things like this. Across the river, our brother Nolan Wynn is having a revival, and um, I, I asked him, I said, man, I said, you don't usually have a week-long revival. I mean, nowadays in America, I guess because we're too busy, right? Yeah. We only have Sunday through Wednesday revivals or Wednesday through Sunday or Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. But he told me, Brother Smith told him, <clears throat> I won't come unless I get a whole week because the people aren't even responsive until Thursday night. That's what he said, you know. And my wife uh, will sometimes uh, comment and say when she grew up, it was always week-long revivals. And I remember even when I first started traveling, uh, some churches have Sunday through Friday, you know. And uh, <clears throat> I'm not saying that that's, that's the, the, the exact method or pattern it has to be, but there is something to, it's like camp, you know. I get in Monday night and camp, teenagers are all kind of, you know, feeling each other out and checking out the cute girls and cute guys and who's this big guy up there preaching to us. And then by Thursday night, everybody's, we're going we're gonna to be friends for life in tears. And it's amazing how just a few days you can unite when, when God is the centerpiece and last week, I, we, we went to Pennsylvania, as you know, to celebrate my mother and father-in-law's 60th wedding anniversary. And Thursday uh, was the actual anniversary, and we took them out to eat that night. We gave them a choice of restaurants, and pick whatever you want. And he, my father-in-law wanted one, and my mother-in-law wanted one. And I found out the secret to their success for 60 years. My mother-in-law won. Uh, we went to the restaurant she chose, and uh, we had a great time with it. But Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday evening... My wife went grocery shopping, and she bought all the groceries, and then each night, my wife and girls prepared a meal so that my mother and father-in-law, well, my father-in-law never cooks, but my mother-in-law would not have to cook at all last week, and so each night, they, they fed them. They prepared a meal for them, and the purpose of preparing a meal is so that someone you love will sit at the table and partake of that meal with you. You ever thought about how many times Jesus prepares a meal for us and sets the table and we don't show up? You ever thought about that? Let's look at an example of that in Luke chapter 14. And, uh, and then we'll go to Matthew chapter 25. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to do things a little different. I'm going to say a few things, read some stuff. And then Robbie is going to be our special, but he's going to sing it several times. Because he's going to sing a classic, Come to the Table. And that's a beautiful song, Come to the Table. Uh, I love the, the truth of that song because, and I, I, those of you old timers remember Burton Gates, I still remember him standing there in that second or third row and Holy Ghost got all over him that night, and man, we, I think Robbie ended up singing that song 19 times over that Missions Jubilee, 11, it was a lot. Well, he's, he's, he's definitely sung it 19 times since, I mean, it's become a popular uh, song as a result of that. And you know, Burton Gates was uh, a lost sinner, druggie, we, we still follow his ministry up there in Philadelphia, we've supported him through the years, and uh, he came to the table one night and had his life changed. And Jesus has got the table set and spread. Look, look, look at me there in Luke chapter 14 and verse number 16. Then saith he unto him, a certain man made a great supper and bade many. And sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, come, for all things are now ready. I mean, he says, I got the table spread and I want you to come. All right, come on, it's supper time. Down south, I like, see, I'm, I'm telling you, man, they speak southern in heaven. 
They use words like supper, reckon, yonder. We're going to talk Southern when we get to heaven someday. Come on, help me out, Southerners. We're the Southerners. Yeah, that's right. I know we got some Yankees in here, <clears throat> like my wife. Anyway, pray for them. Amen. But he says here, watch this. He says, and so come, come for all things are now ready. Jesus has been preparing a bit. Look at verse 18. And they with all, all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must needs go and see. I pray thee have me excused. Another said, I have bought five yokes of oxen and I go to prove them. I pray thee have me excused. Another said, I have, a mar- I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. I'm not even going to go there, that verse. <laughs> Bedwell says preach. I'm not even going to go there. So he's blaming his wife. I mean, he did learn honestly. That's what Adam's message was. The woman thou gavest to me, she made me eat of the fruit. So that pattern continues. He's blaming his wife. <laughs> it's a funny verse. Well, there's some men that are bo- Okay, I, I know Nicky left the auditorium, so he's got, he's, he's a lot more bold right now. Bedwell said it with the, <laughs> she's in the nurseries, you can say whatever you want. I love it. I love it. I love it. Where's, where's some other amens right there? I'm looking, no, nah, this is moving over there. All right. <laughs> there's a few right there. Okay. Then verse 21, he says, so that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in hither the poor, the maimed, and the halt, and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you, that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. Now, there's, there's lots of doctrinal angles you can go from this. A lot of it falls upon Israeli... Uh, Israel, the nation of Israel, okay, a lot of that. But there's definitely some applications you can make. But for tonight, I just want to say, the first thing you got to do is you got to be, you got to be at the table. You got you to pull up a seat. Uh, we live in a generation now, and this is just an observation I've made. Church is just not a priority like it used to be in America. And we wonder why America's got the problems it has. I love what I, I read an old quote one time that said, America was, was in its purest form as a country when every man in America had three things. They had a, a good banker, a good doctor, and a good pastor. And uh, when, when a family had those three things, America was a, was a, was a, was a different place. Um, and I know there's all kinds of debates, and you can sit and not, of course, nobody used to debate it back then. I love how people will say things like, well, they, there's no one in the Bible that says you're supposed to meet Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. I, I get that. I, I get that. If you really want to know how they did it in the book of Acts, they met every day. So they did. They met every day, seven days a week, man. They, they never took off. They were, they were busy getting their church going, you know. And, and I'm not going to fight or fuss with anybody about that, but I, I, I feel like we are living in a generation now where people are constantly trying to find a reason to get out of, of being a blessing to the Lord when the Lord has set, set a table for us. He set a table. And it's not just in church. Take, go outside of church. I think he sets one for us every day in our, in our walk with him. He wants us to partake of, he has made up a special meal for you each day. He's got the table spread and many times we don't show up. Or we say, oh, thank you, Lord, and we grab something off the table because I got to go. I'm in a hurry. I'm going to grab something to go. I mean, hey, we we drive through, in other words, at the Lord's table. And so tonight I want to challenge us to come to the table. So, Rob, let's go ahead and start. Let's sing it one time right now. Listen carefully and I'm going to come up. And say a few more things, and then we'll, we'll, he'll sing it again and get us in a meditative, preparing heart. The purpose of this tonight is to prepare our hearts for this week, and you'll see where I'm going. Let's go ahead, Brother Robert.
all start on the outside, the outside looking in. This is where grace begins. We were hungry, we were thirsty, with nothing left to give. Oh, the shape that we were in. And just when all hope seemed lost, love opened the door for us. He said, come to the table. Come join the sinners who have been redeemed. Take your place beside the Savior. Sit down and be set free. Come to the table. Come meet this motley crew of misfits. These liars and these thieves, there's no one unwelcomed here. So that sin and shame that you brought with you, you can leave it at the door and let mercy draw you near. So come to the table. Come join the sinners who have been Take your place beside the Savior. Sit down and be set free. Come to the table. Come to the table. To the thief and to the doubter, to the hero and the coward, to the prisoner and the soldier, to the young and to the older, all who hunger, all who thirst, all the last and all the first, all the paupers and the princes, all who fail, you've been forgiven, all who dream and all who suffer, all who loved and lost another, all the chained and all the free, all who follow, all who lead, anyone who's been let down all the lost you have been found all who've been labeled right or wrong to anyone who hears this song come to the table come join the sinners who have been redeemed take your place beside the Savior to the table open you don't have to wait you can come anytime you want during this message tonight now let's take our bibles real quickly and go to matthew chapter 25 matthew chapter number 25 thank you robbie 
And I want you to meditate on the words as we sing these, these songs probably two more times. <clears throat> See Brother Steve leaving right now to go to the prisons. And uh, thank God he's prepared. He's got his Bible in arm and he's ready to go. And he's, there's going to be some people sitting with a table spread expecting something. Amen, Brother Steve, go get it. And uh, I, in other words, what I'm doing is we're starting Mission Jubilee tonight. And I'm going to challenge us tomorrow night. Now, tomorrow night, Brother Wynn has a revival going on, so my family are going to be there. He asked my wife and girls to sing, and I'm signing two songs, and we're going to be in the service. And, I, you know, you don't have to go to that, obviously, unless you can and you want to. But take a few minutes as a family tomorrow night, maybe 10 or 15 minutes, and pray together, meditate, and plan, ask each other how we can be prepared for this mission. Wednesday night, we're going to hear from a man who's veteran missionary in Africa, second generation or third generation Christian preacher. Now he's been pastoring in America. He's going to be here. Thursday night, we hear from a man who's been in the ministry for a long time. Now he's going to Portugal. And then Friday night, a man going to Egypt. I don't even know if we can put that message online yet. I don't think we can. But uh, wow, just what a blessing. We have that coming in this week. We have these three quality men. And you know how it is. Every year we always say, how's this year's mission Jubilee going to be better than last year's? But it just seems like it always is. I don't even worry about it. I don't even pray anymore. I just tell the Lord, I can't wait to be surprised. But there's a different kind of surprise that's dangerous too. And I want you to see this with me. Look at Matthew chapter 25. And this is something that is really important. Verse number one. Then shall the kingdom of heaven, again, this is Jewish doctrine, but let's make an application here. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be lacking in ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. Sometimes the bridegroom was going to tarry. Watch this. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgin, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Very last saying to you, I know you not. What a powerful challenge. And I was doing a deaf Zoom Bible study the other day, and I'd never seen this sign before. And the deaf that were talking were describing this, and this is the sign they did for them. They said there was 10, and then it went like this. <laughs> I'd never seen that. This is a sign for late and so they, they came up with, deaf people sometimes will come up with a sign that applies, and they did that. So five were ready and, and prepared, five were set, and the other five missed out. Bedwell made a statement several weeks ago, I think it was on a Wednesday night, saying, most Christians in the last 2,000 years would give their right arm to live in the time we're living in right now. To be able to see what's, being un, what's unfolding right before our eyes, the, the end times, the prophecy, the rapture coming. As Brother Cornelius told us last week, he goes, I don't use the word rapture. I told you I was going to work on my uh, Romanian accent tonight. He goes, rapture is not in the Bible. I like evacuation. <laughs> he said, Jesus is going to come and say, evacuate. I was like, hey, I like that word too, man. So let's start calling it the evacuation of the Christian someday, man. We're going to evacuate this planet and check out of here. I mean, it's as much a biblical word as rapture is, right? But listen, Paul uses the same concept. Be ready, be ready. Listen, Israel was told for hundreds of years to be ready because the Messiah is coming, and they weren't ready. The disciples were told for three and a half years that Jesus was going to be crucified. They weren't ready. Then he told them, I'm going to live again three days later. And some ladies showed up, but none of the disciples did. And all through Christianity, there's been people 
that missed out, but then there's some that didn't. David showed up, and he didn't miss out on what he got to do, and Esther showed up, and she didn't miss out on what she was supposed to do. And you see that biblical principle in the Bible, and <coughs> tonight I want to challenge us to be ready and to be set. Number one, number one, here's a statement, number one, come hungry, come hungry. By the way, each night something's going to be different. Last week, my wife did not prepare the same meal Tuesday night, Thursday night, Friday night. She did something different each night. I don't remember Thursday and Fridays right now, but I'm drawing a blank on Tuesday nights. I'm sorry, babe. Oh, Rana cooked it. That's right, Rana cooked a delicious chicken meal. What was it called again? Chicken what? They have all these fancy names. Now. I just call it chicken, but there's like all kinds of names now. Chicken. There was some kind of chicken thing that Tuesday night was really good. And then Wednesday night was steak bites, and then Friday night was this ranch chicken. So, and then Thursday night we took them out to eat again. My mother-in-law won that, 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 that bet or that challenge, right? There was a different something each night, a different meal. But my mother-in-law came set. And they were blessed by it. My mother-in-law was a good cook, too, but it was nice to have her sit back. And my family spoiled them this last week to celebrate. Jesus wants to spoil us this week. He wants to bless us this week. He wants us to come to the table hungry, hungry. So what we do now is we're going to ask Robbie to sing that again. Randy's going to play it. This time I want you to pray in your heart about how you can come hungry. And then when they're done, we're going to bow our heads, and I'm going to lead us in a prayer. The altar will be open, and we're going to pray together corporately for, this, for the hungry part. And I'm going to say a few more things. He's going to sing one more time. And then we're going to do the last closing thought and we'll be done. It won't be much longer. But think, think about the words. Now listen very closely to the words. And the concept now, this particular bar, come hungry. Let's go ahead, Brother Robbie. And Brother Brandon. Think about it. Come hungry. Come hungry. Meditate. We all start on the outside. Remember that when you're outside. The outside looking in. This is where grace begins. We were hungry, we were thirsty, we were hungry and thirsty. with nothing left to give. Oh, the shape that we were in. And just when all just hope seemed lost, think about it now. Hopeless. Love opened the door for us. He said, Come. Who told me to come one day? Who told me to come? Come join the sinners who have been redeemed. Take your place. place You got a place. Beside the Savior. Sit down and be set free. Come to the table. Come to the table. and these thieves there's no one unwelcomed here no one's unwelcome so that sin and shame that you brought with you leave it at the door you can leave it at the door and let mercy draw you near so come to the table come join the sinners who have been Take your place beside the Savior. Sit down and be set free. Come to the table. Come to the table. 
To the thief and to the doubter, to the hero and the coward, to the prisoner and the soldier, to the young and to the older, all who hunger, all who thirst, all the last and all the first, all the paupers and the princes, all who fail, you've been forgiven, all who dream and all who suffer, all who loved and lost another, all the chained and all the free, all who follow, all who lead, anyone who's been let down, all the lost you have been found, all who've been labeled right or wrong, to anyone who hears this song. Come to the table, come join the sinners who have been Come to the table. Right, heads are bowed, eyes are closed. This isn't the end of the service. We're going to spend a little time in prayer right now. And they're going to sing that one more time as an invitation song, but that's not the invitation right now. The altar's open if you'd like to come, but pray with me there in your pew or here at the altar. Just start praying. Lord, help us to be prepared this week. Help us be prepared for the missions jubilee, but more important, help us be prepared for your presence. Pray for Brother Wynn and their revival across the river this week. Pray for them. Pray that the Lord will speak to you individually and then pray that the Lord will help your children and your grandchildren that might be here this week. I love the fact that my kids get to be a part of this this week. We live in a society now, but we won't miss a ball game, right, Lord? We won't miss a ball game. Man, my kids are going to be at every basketball game, every volleyball game. We schedule everything around sports. We do too, but we're not going to miss this opportunity. Lord, you prepared supper this time. I love basketball and volleyball and football, but what's happening this week is far more important. Lord, help us with that. Lord, I pray that now we would pray for our, our church, that our church will continue to stay strong and to the truth in these last days. There in your seat, pray for personal revival. Church-wide revival and nationwide revival never happen without personal revival first. Pray for our children and our youth group right now. Pray that God will use these young people they may serve the Lord all the days of their life. Pray for the election this year. Pray for God to do a miracle. And we are all praying that thank heaven tonight. Thank heaven tonight that we don't have to worry about an election in heaven. That even though we don't know who's going to win this November and become our new president next January, if Jesus tarries, we know God is king forever. He's king forever. That's established there's no doubt about it. Right there in your pew, pray for somebody else in this church that's on your heart. Just pray for a family or another man or another woman, a deaf person, a new person, someone that you look up to or admire. Just pray for them. Lord, help bless so-and-so. Give them encouragement. Pray for some of our church family that have lost loved ones recently and lift them up in prayer. 
pray that Satan will not have power to hinder hinder us this week. There'll be obstacles and hindrances, but may the Lord remove those this week. Pray that this isn't just a missions jubilee so we can checklist it up. Oh, well, Bible Baptist, we always have it every March. Same old, same, but it's something that would really change and challenge us. <clears throat> Ask the Lord to help us be mindful of it tomorrow on Tuesday. I know you're busy. I know we're all busy. I've got lots of things going on tomorrow on Tuesday. Man, real busy two days, catch, catching up with being gone. But boy, I want to be mindful Monday night, Tuesday night. Spend some time meditating. One of our teenagers challenged the whole youth group this morning to fast Monday and Tuesday for lunch, and all the teens agreed that they're going to fast tomorrow and Tuesday for Missions Jubilee. I didn't come up with that idea. One of the teenagers did. Maybe that's something we consider. And pray the Lord blesses that. Pray the Lord honors that fast. Pray the Lord honors that fast. For the next 30 seconds or so, pray for whatever the Lord lays on your heart, and then we'll share just a couple more thoughts and I'll sing it one more time as an invitation song and we'll be done. Let's go back to Luke 14 briefly, and then we'll have them sing it one more time as an invitation song. But think about the words of that song. We were on the outside looking in. And if you really break it down and make it a personal issue of Gentile and Jew, we really were Gentiles on the outside looking in. But love opened the door and said, come to the table, come to the table. There's a set place for you, set place for you. The table is set. Look at verse 16 again in Luke chapter 14. Here's what the Bible says. Then said he unto them, a certain man made a great supper and bade many. He made a great supper and bade many. Wow. He made a great supper and bade many. Somebody one time said, why do you Baptists and Pentecostals love to eat at every function and every event? I said, well, Jesus likes to have meals with a lot of stuff. And think about it. One day there's going to be a marriage supper of the Lamb. Now, you'll be able to eat whatever you want. I don't think there'll be any calories in that meal because it'll be up in heaven. It'll be awesome. But. But who cares about the meal, right? Being at the same table as Jesus Christ and having access to him for all eternity. Although, wait a minute, we have access to him now. Even right now, we have access to Jesus. But notice that a certain man made a great supper and bade many. You can almost feel like there's an anticipation the Lord has here, an excitement about the Lord here. And I think so many times in Christianity, just, just to be real and open with you, we, we almost make it. And when I first started pastoring, I probably felt this way more. You know, we're going to miss things or maybe not prioritize things and it becomes almost a the pastor's going to beat hey man you got to be faithful to everything and listen I'm past that now I've been at this a long time I'm not a novice you know and all that stuff but I will say this we need to be where Jesus wants us to be if Jesus has something prepared it's not a, who cares about me I'm, I'm the non-entity here it's Jesus if he's got something prepared for you teenagers he's got something prepared for you adults we ought to be there for that and again, I'm not even talking about missions you I'm talking about anything in life. Every day, there might be something small, something big that he has prepared for you. You see, Tuesday night, we ate the meal that Rana made, chicken. Thursday, Wednesday night, we had the steak bites. But Friday night, it was a real special dinner. My wife had me go to the store and buy flowers as a centerpiece. And 
I love that. Don't you love centerpieces? Because you put them in the middle of the table. Oh, wow. But then you got to move it out of the way so you can have room for the food. So much for a centerpiece, right? And deaf people hate centerpieces because they block the view of signing. You can't see each other sometimes when that centerpiece is in the middle of the table. So I get these flowers. We sit them in there. Oh, it's so beautiful. Okay, get them out of the way. We're going to eat, right? But they got out the special dishes. They got out, like, the china. But they were small dishes. So you had to have, like, three or four plates, Brother Coons, instead of, anyway. Um, they got china out. It was real fancy. It was a china, right? It was like china. Fancy dishes and stuff. Why do we always call it china? What, what if it's another color? Anyway, I'm just kidding. All right. China, <laughs> china dishes. And it was fancy. And we're sitting around. And it was fancier than, you know, usually. It was a special night. My wife invited her older sister and my brother-in-law. They came out. And family sat around the table. And the meal was done in 20 minutes. But we sat around and talked for an hour and a half. And it was such a sweet time. Just family being around the table. Ref- reminiscing and reflecting on a, a couple that's been faithful for 60 years. That's what Jesus wants. He wants his children to sit around, be blessed. But then he's going to say, okay, now let's unite. Here's the last thought. Let's unite and go do something, all right? As you read down through the passage here, watch what he says here. So he makes this supper. I'm almost through. You guys are doing great. One more time he's going to sing it. That will be our invitation. As you get down to the bottom of the passage, as you continue to read, here's what he says. So everybody's making excuses. <clears throat> so the servant, verse 21, came and showed his Lord these things. And the master of the house, being angry, said to the servant, Go out quickly in the streets, lanes, and city. Bring it to the poor, the man, the halt, the blind. And the servant said, The Lord has done us thou hast commanded. Yet there is room. That's what we always say that after baptism. Yet there is room. There's still room for more. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out to the highways and hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. And then now what? What, what, what happens after the meal? You don't sit around the table forever. You, you get united and you go do something together. And that's the, that's the second, that's the last part of this message today. And this, this t- in this time of prayer, it's like, Lord, what can our ch- church do more so together for the cause of Christ? The, the church planning conference is already done. We've got Missions Jubilee this week. We've got a ladies meeting. We've got a preacher boys conference. We've got a youth conference coming up next month. We've got a lot of exciting things going on. And then we just, just as a united body, what can we do? If we get busy for the Lord in these last days. Let's, let's stay united. Let's, let's be together on this. Let's serve together and ask the Lord to help us because we have been sitting around the same table with our Lord and the difference in us. So tonight, if you're not sure you're saved, as always, come. Make sure you get saved. But now is the official invitation. I'm going to ask Robbie and Randy to do this song one more time. And the altar is officially open if you want to come and pray. And just take some moments and just say, Lord, now we're going to come set. We're going to be prepared. We're excited about it. But now, Lord, also, when this is over, let's, let's help our church do something. Let's unite. There's, there's work to be done. Let's, let's reach our city. Let's reach our area and make a difference in somebody's life. All right, Robbie, Rana, go ahead. The altar's open tonight. This is the official invitation to close the service. Think about the words as you pray and meditate. We all start on the outside. Take your time, we're in no hurry. The outside looking in. This is where grace begins. We were hungry, we were thirsty, with nothing left to give. Oh, the shape that we were in. And just when all hope seemed lost. Love opened the door for us. He said, come to the table. Come join the sinners.
sinners who have been redeemed. Take your place beside the Savior. Sit down and be set free. Come to the table. This motley crew of misfits, these liars and these thieves, there's no one unwelcomed here. So that sin and shame that you brought with you, you can leave it at the door and let mercy draw you near. So come to the table, come join the sinner been redeemed take your place beside the savior sit down and be set free come to the table come to the table to the thief and to the doubter to the hero and the coward, to the prisoner and the soldier, to the young and to the older, all who hunger, all who thirst, all the last and all the first, all the paupers and the princes, all who fail, you've been forgiven, all who dream and all who suffer, all who loved and lost another, all the chained and all the free, all who follow, all who lead, anyone who's been let down, all the lost you have been found, all who've been labeled right or wrong, to anyone who hears this song. Come to the table, come join the sinners who have been redeemed, take your place beside the Savior, sit down and be set free, sit down and be set free, come to the table, come to the table. set free come to the table amen thank you so much